0: Here's this man you love, eight years in a relationship. He's advancing in his career, and then all of a sudden something just happens.
1: I didn't have any family. I didn't have any friends. You know, there was no one there to rescue me. Right. So I had no other choice but to uh, turn to God.
2: I want you to get excited about what you're called to do. And what you're called to do is going to make you more joyful than anything else this world has to offer you.
0: Welcome to Miracles Today, and I have got an extremely beautiful lady with me. Kimberly, thank you so much for coming thank you. and joining me. I want to go right to your education because you are an extremely brilliant lady. Can we talk about that? Yeah, sure.
1: <laughs> well, um, I um, graduated from a historically black university, Hampton University, back in 1992. Um, Got a B.A. degree in sociology, um, went on directly to work in a juvenile detention facility until um, I came here. But before then, while I was working in a detention facility, I was substitute teaching also uh in the detention facility.
0: That's awesome. Yes. Now were you the first person in your family to go to that university or had that been something that's uh I was the first person. The first person? Yes. So you're a pioneer. Uh yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, tell me about the situation with your husband in the hospital. What was that about? Um
1: prior to moving down here, he moved here first, uh he's military or retired military. And um he came in January of '99, and I came in July of '99, and I was here approximately about three to four weeks, and things started happening, and um, with him, that I was very concerned. Well, how long were you married before that? <clears throat> uh, we have been married. Uh, it was eight eight years. Eight then. years. Mm-hmm.
0: Eight, uh, any yeah. children
1: no children, no children, mm-hmm.
0: and then what started happening with your husband
1: um just strange behavior um on his part, yes, do just, you
0: believe it was because of the military or
1: um I wasn't sure if it was the military or um just some things going on in terms of mental health um, I wasn't really sure um but I initially. Did not want to involve the um, military because you know I didn't want to affect his career because he uh, he had done very well. He every time he would take his test, he would advance. Right. So I didn't want to affect his. career. So he's doing career. great in the military. Awesome. And he so you wanted to kind of help him outside. Right. That. He had been in six to seven years and uh, and uh, had advanced, and he was working towards becoming chief in the navy.
0: My goodness. Yes. Chief in the Navy. That's, that's like a really... I mean, yes. It takes a lot to get to that point, correct? Exactly. And then, now, what happened? Why was he hospitalized? Um...
1: Wow. <laughs> um, one night, um, after different episodes had been taking place, uh, in the home, and I wasn't really getting any help. We were at home one evening, and he, um, Took out a gun and wanted to harm himself, and I stayed up with him all night long because I was afraid of you know what he might do. And we sat in the room all, I mean, all night long, and he wouldn't let me call anybody, he wouldn't let me do anything, so we just talked and you know, and I just prayed and I just asked God to help me. You know, get through it. And uh, finally, about six o'clock the next morning, he let me call his chief. And
0: that uh, was like gigantic, right? Yeah, I mean major. that was major. Yeah, because that that's major. a career
1: problem, right? Yes, for him. Okay. Yes. And um, I called his chiefs. He allowed me to call the police. The police came out. They took the gun out of the house. The chief came. Two two of the chiefs came, and uh, they took him and they took him to the hospital and then they proceeded to take him to mississippi uh to a hospital to a, the psych ward um and mind you i had just gotten here our own the only person i knew was my realtor
0: my and goodness. she
1: was a minister yeah. as well and right. uh, she had been just kind of like encouraging me and i
0: mean how did you handle that uh, i mean those. here's this man you love eight years in a relationship Yes. He's advancing in his career, and then all of a sudden something just happens yes I mean, how did you handle that? I don't
1: know <laughs> I don't know at that point um, I wasn't really uh, my relationship with God was kind of dormant right I knew God but and I knew he was there in a sense, but I didn't really have a relationship because I had basically walked walked away from God um, when I left home yeah and um when I got here and things started happening I didn't have any family I didn't have any friends you know no there was no one there for to you know to rescue me right so I had no other choice but to uh turn to God right so I just started redeveloping a relationship but what I thought was a relationship yes I just started you know praying and you know, I found a church to go to, yes. but I knew I wasn't supposed to be there. It wasn't for me, but...
0: And, and then you ended up coming to um, International Catholic Institute?
1: Yes. Um, it- I, the, I was... My realtor was head of women's group, and she... Uh, I would go with, to the women's group with her, and, and she eventually named it Women of War, and um, she started ministering to me in the area of deliverance and um i wasn't really i was i was not afraid of it but it was not something that i had experienced right right um but you know i was receptive because at that point there was nothing else i didn't know what else to do so right um eventually she was going to move move to houston texas which She knew was going to take place, so she started bringing the group here. Right. And when she moved, she released us here.
0: Yeah. And so then you became part of International Miracle Institute. Yes. And um, at this time, you're still separated from your husband. Yes, due to circumstances. Due to the circumstances. So you're just like really major pushing into God for strength.
1: Yes. Right.
0: Welcome back to Miracles Today. And we're here with Kimberly. And and Kimberly, when we left, um, we were talking about how you uh, got into International Miracle Institute and um, that you were at a point of really needing to believe God for your husband because of the circumstances. So can you actually tell the viewing uh, uh, audience what International Miracle Institute did for you and, and how it gave you courage and strength to stand the way you're standing right now?
1: Without IMI, um, I would have allowed my circumstances to overtake me and take me to a place that no one wants to go. But coming to IMI gave me faith to stand. And if you're in a situation where you don't, where you need to just believe God. Then you need to be here. You need to come to IMI. It has totally just transformed my life. You gotta get here. And if you can't not come to Pensacola, Florida, and come to IMI, then you have to get the correspondence course. The word and the spirit combined together, which is just, just edify you and increase you and just, just take you someplace that nothing in this world, could, nothing can take, nothing, no one can take you there but God. So you just got to come to our mind.
0: Thank you so much for doing that, Kim. And and, and um, you're just one of the, I know you, maybe you don't feel this way about yourself, but you're just one of the, the strongest women um, that i have ever met in the spirit and and i i really applaud your courage and your strength and i'm looking forward to seeing a great outcome for you in your life but right now we're going to go and we're going to join doc <laughs> he's teaching and preaching more imi stuff and uh... more about how we can stand and have performance in our life And so, we'll do that right now. Okay.
2: Every generation had a visitation. This one will have one like no other one has ever had But this one will take that visitation and make it a habitation. This one will not get it and lose it. This one will not hit it and miss it. This one will receive it and carry it. This one will carry it and spread it. This one, my God, I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost. God chose, chose, people chose. Whether they were patriarchs, he chose them. Whether they were judges, he chose them. Whether they were prophets, he chose them. So that they would declare to God's people something. Told Joshua, I want you to be strong. I want you to be of a good courage. I want you to observe to do everything written in the, the word because you will make your way prosperous and have good success but joshua couldn't just jump up and down and say wow personal success wow personal prosperity god said only be thou strong and have a good courage for unto this people shall thou divide for an inheritance the land when god chooses When God calls, when God pours, when God appoints, when God gives, it is never going to stop with the individual. I want you to know you are going to have waste in your life. You're going to have overflow in your life. I want you to know that God has raised up end time generals to distribute and deliver to you the inheritance that has been kept back by fraud. This is your hour. Somebody shot! explosion. I need to teach a little bit. He does the choosing. He also does. The distributing of the grace given. Notice what the Apostle Paul said to the Ephesians. But unto every one of us is given grace. How many of us? Everyone. To every one of us is given grace or divine ability or su- supernatural ability. According to the measure of the gift of Christ. Every one of us is given grace. God does the choosing. God cho- chooses someone, He chooses them and He equips them, with the grace given to fulfill what He has anointed them to fulfill. And uh, regardless of what it is, whether it is a wise person like in, as a type and a shadow under the Old Testament dispensation that worked with the silver and the gold or worked with the linen and the materials that built the house or whether it was someone that was a soldier in the army out on the battlefield or whether it was one of the two that would hold up Moses' hands or whether it was Moses, whether it was David or his three mighty men or the people that served under them. Regardless of who it was, God gave to them a grace as long as they were attached to the purpose of the divine vision. Yeah. That would bring his name to fame. Yeah. With reference to that generation that he has called to have a covenant. Yeah. If you have a covenant tonight, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Yeah. It's an agreement yeah. between you and God. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. It's a covenant between you and God. If you look here. And... um, um Um, in verse 7 of chapter 3 in Ephesians Paul is speaking whereof I was made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given unto me By the effectual working of his power. Unto me, who am less than the least of all saints, is this grace given. In other words, me. I was killing him. I was throwing him in jail. I wasn't planning to answer him. I didn't even really know him. I thought I did. I didn't have a grace. I didn't have an anointing. I didn't bring anything to the table. Are you listening to me? I didn't choose him. He chose me. He gave me a grace. And to me, is this grace given what grace? The grace is given to Paul. To do what? To do what Paul was called to do. How many want the grace to do what you're called to do? I want you to get excited about what you're called to do. Because what you're called to do, nobody else can do. What you're called to do is going to make you more joyful than anything else this world has to offer you. (laughs) Unto me, less than the least of all saints, is this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles? The unsearchable riches of Christ. So what was this grace? God would take Paul. Give him a divine revelation. That literally he called his gospel. He began and make that revelation known to all saints. And it was to the intent that it would produce a result. And up until today. That result has not yet fully manifested. Because the next verse says, and to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery which from the beginning of the world has been hid in God who created all things by Jesus Christ. Stop, look at me. How many know what the mystery is? Christ and you, the hope of glory. Paul said, This grace is given to me to do what, Paul? To make all see what things we have in common with the great divine indwelling of Christ in the believer.
0: I know you're enjoying the program so far, but I'm here with Dr. Christian Harfouche. And I was um, um, just loved the word today. I thought that was so edifying and and about the power and the Mm -hmm. how-soons and the suddenlies and, you know, the power of God to destroy the yoke. And and then at the beginning of the program, we had uh, um, a beautiful lady uh, tell us a story um, about how um, she was standing and believing for her husband. And, you know, there's so many people that are in a place of standing and believing. And, and I wanted to ask you a question about that. I mean, how, how do I stand and believe?
2: Well, in order to stand uh, and believe for something and know for certainty that it is God's will yeah. and it will come to pass, we have to have a promise. Right. And that is where believers begin to shine. Yes. There are 6,500 plus positive promises in God's Word My that are relevant to every area of our life. God says in His Word, My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. It's these promises that we Uh, constantly preach and teach to the people around the world so that the people of God would have an understanding of what he has committed himself to do in his contract or agreement or covenant with man and so to stand for your loved ones is of course our inheritance and our right because uh, the Bible tells us believe on the Lord Jesus and you will be saved and your house. It also tells us that uh, uh, when we stand and we pray, and we pray anything according to His will, we know He hears us, and we know that we have the petitions that we ask of Him. Now, there are areas where things can be accelerated and manifest immediately and uh, those are the areas where you are able to believe through the faith God gave you through his word for something relative to you as an individual let's say a physical healing or a divine health or a financial breakthrough that is contingent only upon your sowing and your reaping uh, or maybe an area where you have a core group of people um, your 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 church family or your family they are in agreement, and where two are in agreement as touching anything on earth, it shall be done for them. Now, when we're dealing with the salvation and the deliverance of someone else, we're dealing with also someone that has a will.
0: Yes. yes and so,
2: yes. what we can do is we could stand in faith, believing and claiming our um loved one and know that even if they seem to be rejecting the plan of salvation that uh, it is because they have a free will it's not because god is not working it's not because he's not moving behind the scenes to bring them to a place of decision Mm -hmm. and so to stand and not be moved is to have a foundation or a promise, a discovery of the will of God. This is why the Word of God tells us a man's harvest in life depends entirely on the things he sows. And so what we sow in our heart, uh, His Word, um, knowing who we are in Christ, knowing our authority through Him, knowing His commitment uh, for us and His power toward us, that will yield the harvest of results in our life. And as a child of God, you're called to be a believer. And when you are a believer, you're not only pleasing to God, but you're literally inviting His power to come and perform in your life. So in order for you to be a child of faith, you must feed your faith through the promises of God, so that you can reject what is not from Him and accept and believe only what He is promising you.
0: So really, um, bottom line. Yes. You know, just bottom line, because I'm like a really bottom line lady. Yes. Uh, bottom line is if you don't know the promises of God, it's impossible to stand.
2: You have nothing to stand on.
0: Right. So you, so you could say, I'm standing, I'm believing, but you're really not
2: You're just using
0: that Christianese terminology of I'm standing and believing.
2: You have to have a promise.
0: You have to have a promise. And the only way to learn the promises of God, the fastest way, the quickest way, and the most compact way to learn the promises of God is to become an International Miracle Institute student become one of the 400,000 miracle workers that God has given us the mandate to raise up and you will stand on a promise and God will give you the ability and the strength to walk out every single day until that situation changes. But if you don't have the promise, you're standing in vain, flat out, bottom line. So you need to pick up that phone, call And get that promise to stand on. Feed your faith. And if you've got to stand and be patient and wait, God's going to help you do that. But you can't do it without the promises. So you've got to call right now and join us in our mandate to change the world, turn it upside down with 400,000 powerful miracle workers. And we'll see you next time. Join us again for more happy endings and new beginnings.